Thanks for tuning in to the Medivac podcast powered by the Robert Irvine Foundation, whose mission is to support and strengthen the physical and mental well-being of our nation's heroes and their families. I'm one of your hosts, David Reed. And I'm your other host, Christian Myers. Thank you very much for joining us today on the Medivac podcast. If you're new here, there's a price for the show. You have to share it with a friend or family member if you get something out of today's episode. It's the price. If you make it to the end and you haven't done it, you're fired. Yeah. Sorry about it. Don't even bother coming back. Yeah. Yeah, We won't see you again next week. Our guests today, we have two guests. This is kind of a part two from uh, last week's episode. We have Ernie Calling. He is uh, an Army veteran and the founder and CEO of Transcend. We also have Brendan Quisenberry on again from uh, from last week. You'll remember Brendan is a Green Beret and also the executive director of the Transcend Foundation. Great episode with him. If you missed it, go back and listen because you're going to miss some parts today but thanks for joining us today gentlemen thank you gentlemen thank you for having being us. here yeah yeah i think we're going to do a little bit more of a deep dive into talking about hormones and hormone replacement therapies and transcend and how much of an impact it has now on our nation's veterans and first responders which is pretty incredible mm-hmm. so thanks guys for joining the show um i do want to pump the brakes before we dive in and just do a little bit more of an intro for you sure and uh and, and talk about what inspired you for for joining the military how your time was in and then we'll really dive into the bread and butter of this episode well it's a uneventful story but a story that most uh most would have you know young and looking for opportunity uh, mm. when i joined i'm a little bit older so um, it was right at the point in time where in Detroit, a lot of the manufacturing kind of went away. Okay. Know, the line jobs went. So yeah. the guys that were getting out of high school, I thought they were going to go right to Ford Chrysler or GM, you know, make 80 grand a year right out of high school and yeah. life was going to be good. Uh, that suddenly went away, you know, and um, I didn't want to go to college at that point. I didn't really see anything for me at that. So I just... So it's screw it. Yeah. Army it is. Mm-hmm. That, We're doing it. That devastated nice. the, the community up there, right? It did. Yeah. It, re- it really did. And um, it had such an impact, you know, because it was, you know, the suppliers, you know, and then that affected the housing market, which mm. affected construction and the trades. And, yeah. you know, it just there were so many effects behind it that, for me, the best way to navigate that was to go find something else and a better path. And I'm glad it did. It made yeah. me a better person. Um, you know, it gave me kind of the real perspective on what matters in life. Mm. So it, it was good. It's mm-hmm. good. So you joined in year 2000, right? Yeah, right at the end of 2000. Okay. Did you, yeah. you, did you just graduated high school from there? Or? No, a little older. Okay. Um, you know, in a band and, you know, doing things oh, like yeah. that. Nice. What you, you play? Guitar. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah, it was fun. Had a good time, you know, being young and stupid. And, uh, you know, I realized I wasn't going to be a rock star and then <laughs> had to actually pay the bills and um, that wasn't doing it. Okay. So what, figured, what, what type of, what genre was yeah, it? I just have to ask. Oh, well, that was during the Kid Rock days. So oh, yeah. now yeah. I've showed my age. So it was uh, that classic metal rap kind of a thing. Oh, nice. okay. <laughs> the Wiz, uh, we were a cross between uh, Rage Against the Machine and, you know, anything like that. Any nice. Rap. Okay, uh, I'm into it. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. No, that's uh, you know the, you got to wake up every once in a while. So it was the army for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. My options. Uh, shit. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes. Be a rock star. Mm. Join the army. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you find yourself at the army recruiter's office. Yep. And did you know much about the army? Did you have family in? What did you know? What you were gonna do? No, none of it. So, you know, I kind of came in, you know, from blue-collar neighborhood and blue-collar background, you know, uh, in Michigan where I was at, there really wasn't a lot of strong military influence. Um, 
So for me, it was kind of see what was there. I knew I really wanted to go the infantry route. Mm -hmm. uh, that was my preference. Sure. And, uh, you know, the recruiter just saw me coming. He's like, oh, we have the perfect position. It's 11 x-ray, you know, open contract. <laughs> that means you can do anything you want, go anywhere you want. <laughs> yeah, that's of course. the needs of the Army. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you'll Italy. be fine. Yeah. And we can get you in right away. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I need money. So let's do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And within like two weeks, you know, I was finding mm -hmm. myself at, you know, the 30th AG going, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> Why did I do this? Made a massive mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think everybody has a, that first morning you wake up yeah. and you realize, oh, life's different today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, is this, is this how you guys got, you guys got connected in the gym? I know you said yeah. the last episode, but that must have brought, you know, that the walls melted down a little bit easier oh, yeah. when you found out that you guys went through similar experiences. Yeah. Um, you know, mine was a little bit more parallel on some of his side where I had done it on the contracting side, rotating mm -hmm. back and forth. And then uh, just hearing his story and knowing where he was in life. And he was kind of at a spot where I was, you know, maybe seven years before that. Mm -hmm. And I knew the toll it had put on my family and myself personally. And, and I just, you know, I had wanted to start the foundation. I was ready to start the foundation. Yeah. The company was growing rapidly. And he's a green brick. It's like, I don't need to, you know, have somebody that's had 25 years experience. It says a foundation. I have somebody that knows and understands the community. Mm -hmm. And you can adapt to any situation and figure it out. Mm -hmm. So right guy, right person, right personality. So, you know, I asked him if he was interested in, you know, doing something different than what he was doing at the time. And, you know. Finally got him to say yes. Hmm. As time goes on, I think he's second-guessing himself now on his decision, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Seemed no. like a good idea at the time. <laughs> I mean, at, at some point, did you ever think like, oh, man, I'm getting over my head here? Or were you just like, fuck it, I'm in? No, I was, fuck it, I'm in. Like, mm, once yeah, we man. we kind of laid it all out, and, like, that was the mission. I mean, I didn't know anything about being executive director of a nonprofit, running a nonprofit for that matter. But really, in the end, I mean, it just comes down to, like, I think a couple of things, and a lot of it is networking yeah. one-on-one. And um, you got to be able to do that, like, yeah. In, yeah. in service in general, let alone, like, you know, Green Berets kind of preach that a lot more heavier than most. But, like, even in service, yeah, you got to network your ass off, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, yeah, no, it just, you know, once we developed that out, it was – from there on forward, I knew that this was our mission. Yeah. I mean, we hit the ground running. It was easy because we knew what we wanted to do. We knew, yeah. we had a vision of how we wanted to execute it. And also you had a good financial backing yeah. as well. Yeah. Like the for-profit side of things was doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. It started out and just uh, kind of kept growing and scaling. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's what we've been focusing on, you know, since inception. But uh, with the foundation, the thing that was important to me was having 100% of the proceeds actually go towards, you know, what we were trying to do with yeah. the... Um, with a foundation. So the operating company Transcend actually funds Transcend Foundation mm -hmm. from an operation standpoint. So mm -hmm. none of the overhead is, you know, covered by any of the donation. That's actually yeah, that this goes back into everything. Nice. Is, is that is that um, as far as like his employment as well, is mm -hmm. that that's covered yeah. through everything? Wow! Everything. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, Every that is. It's, it's it's always admirable to hear an organization that a dollar in is a dollar out. Yeah. Right. And I I think that 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 is a you know, the benefit of branching out of a for-profit company. Mm -hmm. yeah. So before we dive into the foundation, I, I kind of want to go through the roots of how you established. Um, you go from 11 X-Ray yeah. to business owner. Yeah, 11 X-Ray to you know, like contracted Intel operations. And I did that for like a decade mm -hmm. in and out from a couple mm -hmm. of different agencies. And, uh, 
you know, kind of like many guys that rotated downrange, uh, wife ultimatum, hey, you know, this is number seven. I don't think you should do number eight. Yeah. So uh, one of the other guys I was with was uh, actually going to be a project manager on IT side, you know, civilian world, totally something different than I had done before. And uh, I said, screw it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll uh, go and do the interview and see what happens. And they totally bought my bullshit <laughs> and hired me for something I was completely not qualified for. And, uh, you know, I, I figured it out. And mm. that's, you know, I think what any of us do when we have to, right? You know, you're observant. You just find out what needs to be done and just fall in and get it there, um, which was something I was good at. Yeah. And uh, I saw a lot with, you know, e-commerce and how that was working, you know, because that was kind of my background at that point. And then, um, you know, COVID hit. Social media was big. I knew how e-commerce worked in, you know, I had my own personal hormone struggles. And yeah. at that point it was more of a requirement, like, uh, where am I going to get my meds? Cause the clinic I was going to is no longer a clinic. Yeah. Yeah. So, shut down. Yeah. yeah. Usually the business owners are solving their own problems yep. and if exactly. you're doing it right. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Uh, we went to the physician, uh, business partner I had at the time was actually a company before transcend. And uh, he was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm going into something else. Uh, here's my book of business. Here's the patients. You guys can figure this out. And I was like, oh. Well, well that, thank this you. This is awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a couple of business partners time. We started up that company, which uh, for legal reasons, we have, you know, parted ways. And, yeah. you know, we won't, won't say the name of the company. But, um, you know, it just didn't work out there. Sure. Um, but it, the concept, proof of concept was, was there. And yeah. I knew it was going to catch. Uh, so after a little bit of sulking, you know, my wife just kind of looked at me and she's like, you're gonna do it again anyways. Why don't yeah. you just go and get it, get it going? Yeah. So I literally went down into the basement where my office was and went online and filed the articles of incorporation went back up and I'm like, Hey, look, I'm doing know, it. I'm doing it. You know? <laughs> and then I went to a couple of friends and I'm like, Hey, you want to get in on this? You know? Yeah. And they're like, Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, they instantly backed me. Nice. Um, so I had the nucleus of what I needed and, you know, my wife and I in our basement with a couple other guys that were in the industry and, and we kicked it off mm -hmm. and, you know, it was going good just organically, right? You know, we hadn't really gotten to the social media yet and that was really where I wanted to get it kicked in. And then uh, we got a meeting with Jason Poston, you know, he was, you know, um, men's physique, third mm -hmm. Olympia, you know, great guy, big following. And uh, he took our meeting, you know, and again, yeah. You know, he bought our bullshit. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, in all seriousness, he yeah. saw the he saw the point of what we were trying to do. Sure. And really at that time, not only just solving a problem, but being into fitness like I was and a lot of the people at the company are, uh, seeing a lot of people in the bodybuilding industry just passing away so early. Yeah. You know, it mm -hmm. was like there's a real problem here. So, you know, between that and then the influencers, especially on the fitness side, you know, showing these glorious physiques, you know, yeah. that are just amazing which is not achievable in most cases to go through natural. You sure. know, they're, yeah. And they're just not. Um, so and it's, it, and yeah. it's detrimental internally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it does something to everyone psychologically that's watching it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's generations that are kids are now growing up on their iPhones watching yeah. it on Instagram, and they can't understand why they can't achieve the same results, and now they're getting depressed, and, you know, it leads down a whole different, you know, bundle of issues. Yeah. So he really 
like the idea of being able to speak up and speak out and say, yeah, I, I use them and I use them, you know, appropriately and under doctor's supervision mm. and I do it the right way. And, you know, we just gave him a platform to speak about that. And then he was able to help us with the influence to bring in, you know, new patients. Mm. And then once we had one influencer, we had two, and then we had four, then we had, you know, 30. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, everything just climbed. And we went from like four employees again in the basement to, now we have like 75 employees in a wow. 30,000 square foot office, Wow! you know, in less than three years. So yeah, that's it's incredible. Been just explosive. Yeah, massive explosion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's How impressive. impressive. And, and watching your baby grow has got to be yeah. pretty fun to see, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's been a great ride. You know, we've got to do a lot of things. You went to Olympia last year and sponsored it. Mm. Uh, we did a couple of FitCons. You know, we, you know, got to do a lot of things on social media, a lot of events, and then the foundation, you know, we worked with 7X and all the things that they were doing last year. So, I mean, oh, yeah. there's just always something going on. There's always something next. There's always the, the next, you know, evolution of things. And we got a lot of cool things coming up. Um, things like, I won't say today, but another time I'll come back, but we do have some really cool things coming up. Um, you know, and we're just continuing to hire and, you know, find like-minded people. I will say the one thing I think that's been critical for the company and that really got us where we are today, and I know every CEO says this, you know, the culture of our company, but I, I guarantee you go and talk to any one of the employees, any one of the staff members, any one of the senior leaders, anybody at any point in time, what's the most important thing to transcend? Culture. Mm. What's the number mm -hmm. one thing you look for when you go to find an employee? Culture fit. You know, and it has the same thing, integrity, you know, work ethic. Mm. Um, are they like-minded? Are they proactive? You know, are, are, they, are they caring and understanding and have a level of empathy? Mm. You know, do okay. they meet these core values that are completely, um, you know, must-have? Yeah. You know, if you have those, we can teach you the rest. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, and you can't teach work ethic. So I think that just nails on the head military. Yeah. Right? It, it does. Yeah. That That's where it was instilled from and, and passed on to. And, you know, I mean, Christian and I do this same exact thing with Terra Arma. It's, it's, it's about the community that you're yeah. building. Mm -hmm. and, it, and everything else could follow suit. Yeah. Right? I, I think that's really important to note is everybody's trainable. Yeah. yeah. If they have the right fundamentals mm -hmm. in place. Yeah, what's yeah. that mantra? Like hire for character, train for skill. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's yeah. It's it's true and yep. it's accurate. Yep. Yeah, it's very accurate. Yeah, I can't, I can't teach you to be responsible, and I can't teach you to be accountable or like, proactive. Or that's proactive. the big thing too. Yeah. Is or or care about the people you're actually working with yeah. and the people you're trying to work mm -hmm. for. Exactly. You know, it's uh, number one thing we tell them. You know, these are people that are coming to us that have you know medical issues that they need help their patients not yep. customers and, and there is a so. stigma as well like yeah. there there is an embarrassment that comes with it there and is. and how do you get past that and how do you educate those around uh, you know to be accepting of this well great question but I think the social media was the answer to the question you know actually getting with the right influencers that align with the company values uh -huh. and then getting them to you know understand our process and our methodology, then they were able to educate everyone else. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, these are common issues that everyone has. You know, these are why they have them. This is how you can fix them. They're very fixable. It's affordable. Uh, it can be convenient. And, yeah. you know, blood work is important for these other reasons. Um, so you get that message, you know, streamlined and repeated, and you find out that it's successful. And then, you know, you get a, a core group of patients, you start a community and, you know, they mm. tell their friends and they tell their friends. Mm. So a combination of just organic growth and then, you know, using social media as an educational tool to, you know, remove that stigma and, mm -hmm. and give people an opportunity to understand what it can do. 
And there's a difference, right, between you and everyone else. There's got to be. If you're going to start your uh, stand up your own company, yep. what made you different? Oh, great question. Um, we put the control in the patient's hands. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times you go into the physician and you told them all your symptoms and maybe they listened to two of them and then they wrote your prescription and mm-hmm. then they sent you off? Well, actually, funny enough, at least the, the VA and, and TRICARE systems is you're only able to address two yeah. symptoms at a time. I, I remember going in, I had three issues. He's like, no, no, no. You can only have two. You have to schedule a follow-up issue. With it. <laughs> and yeah, I, I was like, but, um, I was like, you're my doctor, yeah. man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Telling me that you're actively harming me, right? Yeah. Okay, not addressing so, this. Yeah. So putting that it in the patient's me. hands is so important. And today, with today's access to, yeah. you kind of have to be like that, right? As we're, we're starting to see this across the board. I just had, I was telling Christian, I had the worst VA mental health appointment of my life yesterday. And it was just diagnosing me via chart and not letting me, you know, speak up and talk about it. And with access everywhere else now, you could go, literally we saw this company just came out with a synthetic Ibogaine solution. Oh God. Right? Yeah. And and there's access to everything now and it's yeah. not done in the proper manner. So you have to have that that one-on-one relationship with your patient. So you're bringing that to the table. Yeah, uh, and we do it in a pretty unique way, being able to do it through telemedicine. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing, we're private pay. And we do that intentionally. Uh, because we don't have to deal with Medicare and Medicaid guidelines and yeah. the restrictions and insurance and bill back and all of that nonsense. Yeah. Um, it actually controls the way that a physician can handle, you know, healthcare and the patient's needs. So we removed that block okay. and then I went independently and went to our vendors that were going to be our pharmaceutical providers and negotiated prices so they'd be very close to what you would get through an insurance. Okay, They're not 100%, but they're as close as we close. could get them, and they're, yeah. they're definitely something that's affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the first thing. And then we had uh, coaches we instilled that are actually hand-walking you through the process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you go to the physician's office, you sit there, the nurse gets you, you go back. You know, with us, you've called us, and we have somebody explaining everything to you, um, you know, providing every bit of information, making yeah. sure you're comfortable. We get a, a health history on you. And then we find out what your goals are. What do you want to address? Mm-hmm. You know, and then we get the blood work. When we get the blood work, you know, the next thing we do is we explain everything to you. We go over through all of the markers. Mm-hmm. You know, not just going through the base hormones. We're not just going through the base panels. We're actually doing a full workup on everything. And, you know, for all the physician's fees and for the entire blood work to get everything done, you know, it's, it's under 400 bucks for oh, wow. the year. So, I mean, it's not, it's not horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, compared to some of the other companies out there, I, I would say it's probably one of the most affordable absolutely yeah. i was using a local company before i switched uh, to transcend and it was incredibly expensive in I'm comparison sorry. what did you say it was year annually yeah so the physician's fee and for your your markers it's actually 369 i think you know so it's like yeah, it's under 400 you know for the whole way, year yeah, yeah. way yeah. better now we do follow-up lab work um but it's a lot less intrusive at that point because we already have your initial mm-hmm. we know what your protocol is we know what your symptoms are so we just kind of dial that back and down so there's follow-up labs um but yeah. they're very inexpensive you mm-hmm. know not even a third of that cost so yeah. Well, yeah so last last episode we kind of dove in a little bit to why the military is so affected on the hormonal level, right? And and that's the lack of sleep and the stressful environments, your fight and yeah. flight responses. Um, so I, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the science behind it as well. And lo and behold, how the Transcend Foundation was yeah. created to address a problem 
military and first responder wide. Yeah. So military first responder uh, for profit side, it's really the, the the same. You know, we do that root cause analysis. You know, mm-hmm. we actually address all of the issues that we can, uh, at least through the imbalances and things we're seeing. So on the for on the foundation side, where we're looking at the first responders and the uh, the veterans. You know, they've, they've had high levels of stress for a long period of time, whether it's mental, physical, or both. Mm-hmm. So you have adrenaline fatigue, you have high cortisol levels, mm-hmm. the fight or flight. You've had people with TBI that have had damaged pituitary glands. You've had, you know, vitamin deficiencies and then, you know, DHEA uh, deficiencies. And all those things are affecting hormones, you know, in a high magnitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So being able to go and, and find out where that is first, you know, then you can get everybody back to base, get them feeling normal again. And then we can look to optimize them if we can. And then if there's other treatments that they need, one of the things we did in the foundation is we're kind of developing a mesh network. So we work Mm -hmm. with like-minded foundations that we can reach out to. Somebody specializes in mental health, you know, we get a hold of them. And if somebody specializes in spiritual, marital, or financial, Mm -hmm. or in housing, you Mm -hmm. know, we just built that network. So back to that holistic approach, addressing Mm -hmm. the patient from a top-down perspective. Yeah, from a top-down perspective. And the other thing that I don't think people realize with the foundation is their patient's patient for life Mm -hmm. so we're not just going to be like oh here's some hormones you know great you're feeling good again you're off and you know yeah good luck as long as there's a transcend there'll be a transcend foundation as Mm -hmm. long as there's a foundation we'll provide care so if we bring somebody on we're bringing them on in as long as we can wow wow that's a fantastic approach i mean there's what 40 plus thousand nonprofits we talk about this all the time and a lot of them are very focused on you know giving an experience or a one-time one-time lift up which is you know it's valuable in its own way and in its own manner it's necessary sometimes but being able to bring something on for you know for life or for long term like that yeah. and ha- helps shift somebody's life for the foreseeable future. I mean, that's that's a, a, yeah. a question just coming from a nonprofit background myself as well as like how do we how do we manage the scale of that, right? Yeah. Because this we're always going to see like for instance, we you see some of these these clinics so we'll give you a trial run period, let's yeah. say a year long, right? And you get them their bodies used to the product and they're, they're now they need it and then it's like, okay, we're done. <laughs> Yeah. Now here's 50% off or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So now we look at that as a kind of the perspective of like, well, now it's just a long-term sale, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're just looking to sell that. But how do you manage that scale? If, if Does it just grow and grow and we accept more and more or... To a certain extent. So one of the things we do is we're developing a system and I hate to use the VA as a, you know, something to reference, but we're looking at you know who needs the medication the most, who yeah. needs their services the most. So we want the applicants that are coming in to be triaged to say, all right, these guys need the uh, medications, but financially they're viable, that they could probably afford this with the discount, or you know they can actually just afford this on their own. Yeah. So we're gonna be a bit more choosy when it comes to who we're actually bringing on mm-hmm. the foundation side, because we're doing a long-term commitment to sure, these yeah. patients. So to be fair, we want to make sure that we're giving it to the people that need it the most. Yeah. Yeah. And then we prioritize that again by um, people that combat arms, multiple deployments, special operations, uh, the guys that really, you know, have mm-hmm. needed it. And yeah. that's nothing against the conventional guys. You know, I was conventional. Um, but we just, the, the realistic thing behind this is they need it more. Sure. So, yeah. Triage. And yeah, yeah it's exactly. the triage. And then, uh, you know, we just kind of <clears throat> have taken it from that standpoint and looked at it and, you know, 
committed to them. But from scaling itself, I'm taking the same approach that we're taking with the company on the foundation side. So a lot of things in the background through social media, uh, we partnered with a lot of great people, mm-hmm. a lot with our influencers, a lot that's up and coming. And it's the same thing as electronic donation. So, you know, we're putting out posts and awareness and through the website, you know, through networking, through events, and then, you know, just taking electronic donation in. And then as we bring on more donations, you know, the one thing I'm decent at in the business side is forecasting, understanding cash flow, understanding long-term effects, value, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, so you can do the same thing when you're looking at cash flow and expense of what that's going to be for foundation for a patient. Um, because there's a bit of um, regular, you know, the flow to when you get somebody dialed in on treatment. So sure. you have the idea of what that cost is going to look like. Long-term. Yeah, long-term. Yeah. We've worked that out, done that math. And uh, that that's pretty much the determine, determining fact. So if mm-hmm. we get X dollars in donation, I know I can bring on X number of people, you know, mm-hmm. onto the foundation side. And, and your for-profit yeah. is operationally cover, yeah. covering the transcend. So as that grows, yeah. you can understand your scale there too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, uh, between what we put into the foundation side from the for-profit side and what we've given to other foundations, uh, we've given almost a million in about mm-hmm. the last yep. 12, 13 months. Yep. Wow. wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah. On top of what you're already doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is, yeah, yeah. That speaks volumes. You guys well. should be proud of that very much. So well, I, I think it, it, it also, it's, it's really important to note that you're, you know, with that kind of donation to external organizations, you're recognizing that you don't have the, the cure all. Right. You know, mm. and there's some and I'm sure you're probably delving into a lot of mental health and those kind of like other therapeutic modalities that are out there as well. Yeah. And, and mental health is a one of the major aspects, probably mm. the most important one that we're seeing. Yeah. And then it even goes in the secondary PTS and the family network. And then, you know, it just expands in from there. So, yeah. you know, again, when you're triaging somebody that's coming in, we're looking at them. We're looking at them not just as what we can do from hormones. But what are their long term needs? What's in yeah. our network and how can we work this? If we bring this individual in, you know, are we going to be able to provide for them in the way they need from our standpoint? And do we have the network to give them everything else? Mm-hmm. You know, as long as we can do uh, what we feel is a good service for them and we're not going to set them up for failure, we know we can set them up for success, then we're going to bring them in mm. and we're going to get them baseline. We're going to get them back to where they're again, feeling good. The symptoms that they were suffering from, you know, are at least, I wouldn't say cured, but, you know, something that is manageable. Yeah, right? addressed. You're not going to yeah. get rid of uh, chronic pain from everybody. You're not going to be able to fix, you know, certain medical conditions and certainly from a mental health perspective, you're not going to cure that. Yeah. But you're going to provide an opportunity. And with the veterans, the biggest thing is once they start feeling better, they have hope. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you give them hope, then they'll take that next step. Then they have the courage to go in and say, yeah, I'd like to try EMDR. You know, I really mm-hmm. have issues. And yeah, I, I probably mm-hmm. came back and my spouse, you know, took the front of all the everything. And, you know, we should probably go have counseling as married couple and same let's, with all those other let's, things. Let's dive in deeper and dissect that a little yeah. bit. In, in the mental health aspect of things, you know, you mentioned before the show that sometimes we need to address you hormonally first yes. before we could jump into other modalities. Correct. So, and I think that's so important to note is sometimes depression can be cured. Yes. Just based <laughs> off of your hormonal imbalance. Yeah. And we balance that up. Correct. Yeah, it's a thousand percent, you know, you, you know, sleep cycle, circadian rhythm, um, you know, dopamine issues. You know, you talk about the low testosterone you know, high estrogen levels or no estrogen levels, you know, pituitary damage. Um, All of these things can be addressed 
uh, obviously to certain extents. With the hormones, it's a little bit easier to balance out. With somebody that has TBI, it's a bit more complex. Mm. But we do have peptides. We do have medications that are pretty successful in helping in repairing some of the cellular level damage in the brain, Yeah, mm. uh, which, again, gives them a bit more of an edge to have that confidence and ability to understand what's going on mm-hmm. and then go and do that next step and actually have success when they don't have all these other comorbidities that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that that's crazy to, to think that that just depression could be yeah. just based off of a little imbalance. Yep. And and people do jump to these other modalities all yeah. the time. Yeah. And and going into without addressing this first, yeah, I, I mean I'm sure you're seeing kind of a regress. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just a regress, but even um, to the point where at some points uh, the therapies that they were seeking maybe weren't addressing the right symptoms and right issues, Mm -hmm. you know, even on the mental health side, you know, it might not actually be anxiety, you know, it might be PTS or combination of both or, you know, because the testosterone was low, they thought it was depression Mm -hmm. and then you get that balanced out and now they don't have that, they have energy issues. So half of that goes away, but they're still sleeping like shit and they're still Mm -hmm. having the nightmares and the other things. Mm -hmm. So there's still that emotional response to that memory that they need to reassociate into the brain. So that level of trauma comes down that you can't do through medication. But mm-hmm. if they don't also have the chemical imbalance on top of that, where they're depressed mm-hmm. clinically, you know, and chemically, their chances of success are greater, much greater after mm-hmm. you've treated that first. And then you're not going to have issues where you're, you're going after the wrong symptom because yeah. it's not caused by something that was traumatic. It was caused by something that was an imbalance. Mm-hmm. Fix the imbalance, go after what has actually been traumatic. And with, with a lot of military folks, it's it's typically a combination of these issues, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little bit of post-traumatic stress. Yep. It's a little bit of depression, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of hormonal imbalance. <laughs> and maybe a little or a lot of all of those, yeah. but it's typically a combination of those. And that's, you know, Dave and I talk to a lot of uh, psychedelic providers and yep. people who do, do psychedelic therapies. And that's always a very big point of, of, of uh, topic is to address the issues at the root first mm-hmm. and then yeah. utilize these uh, to help get you over that set and setting right? we talk about yeah. yeah but also going into it and having some therapeutic experience like you if you're going to attend a psychedelic therapy specifically we always recommend that you do a few months of therapy beforehand to get yourself prepared for it yeah to get yourself be able to integrate because you're gonna have this big experience you're gonna have no tools in your toolbox to be able to you know enforce it and do integration afterwards same thing here, right? Yeah. If, if you're having these issues, you need to address it from a multitude of angles. Yeah, and I believe the, the veteran community, especially the foundations and the ones that we're working with, have really been great in you know, acknowledging and seeing that not everything is cookie-cutter. Yeah. It takes more than one foundation to provide the right level of care. Mm-hmm. and Collaboration. We're collaborating yeah. and getting together, kind of doing what the VA should have done you know, 60 years ago. No kidding. But... You know, we're not a replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely more of a Band-Aid, but you do the best you can with the tools that you have. And yeah. uh, I think that just raising the awareness mm-hmm. and, you know, showing, you know, hopefully the leaders out there that it can be done and how it can be done, hopefully they adapt to that. Yeah, and, and that, that drives a good question, too, more on the, the nonprofit side of things, is how do you navigate those waters engaging with other nonprofits um, specifically with an older generation mm-hmm. of individuals mm-hmm. that that have this stigma against this, right? This 
this is something that you know people approach and they hear about it and they're like, well, this is just licensed drug dealers, right? We hear we hear yeah. that quite a bit, uh, and that's not the case at all. No. I I know for a fact it saved my life, it saved his life, saved everyone in this room's life, you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, so we know that knowing that, how do we kind of navigate that? It's definitely uh, a you question. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think what was interesting on. Um, <clears throat> You know, kind of going back to all right, Transcend Foundation, and you know, you said it pretty good on uh, forty thousand plus nonprofits out there. So there's there's one point five million nonprofits, you know, plus operating in the United States right now. Mm -hmm. Out of those, there's forty three thousand veteran service organizations operating at any given time, and so Transcend Foundation's kind of mixed up in in that batch just as well. And I would say, you know, ninety nine percent of those foundations, you know, are kind of stood up on a reactive standpoint, right? Like something happened, these foundations had a good cause, and they stood up to try and fix something that was broken in the system, right? Transcend Foundation's no different with that. You know, we we stood up, we saw a lot of veterans that were broken, um, first responders as well, and um, we wanted to be able to address them and balance them out hormonally. Mm. Um, but I think what else kind of separates us, and a few things that we kind of came together with our inception of the foundation was. One, being able to um, kind of like identify, customize, and optimize their hormone levels and be able to actually like kind of fix that first and foremost and bring their bodies back to homeostasis, back to baseline. Mm -hmm. So identify their blood work, um, customize a set of protocols to get them, you know, there and then optimize their kind of hormones, right? And then going into that mesh network, we've been kind of bouncing around talking about this mesh network concept, right? And it goes back to, you know, it takes a village yeah. to raise a child mm -hmm. per se, like it kind of takes a village to heal a veteran, yeah. right? <laughs> and um, and so when you uh, you actually said it, you um, like kind of stole a little bit of thunder there because I'm like, there's a nonprofit that we're working with right now, Given Hour. And literally mm -hmm. Trina is awesome uh, person over there and she literally is like built out an entire team of docs like all across the u.s mm -hmm. that literally give an hour of their time for talk therapy and i remember reaching out to trina and talking to her and she knew what we were doing and balancing out hormones and she thought that was great and i was like trina i was like imagine if all these patients that have spent hours and hours with you were balanced out hormonally before mm -hmm. they started talking yeah, you know? and, yeah. no and literally yeah. Yeah, yeah it was she was like yeah i mean and not that they're that not going to still get anything yeah. out of maybe those sessions but it's like now if you're balanced and then wholeheartedly talking about certain problems like how much more beneficial could that be so yeah. it was just that no more veterans can you help now because yep. there's uh, well, shorter triage and treatment period. Yep. And we talked about this as well is is e that even on TRT, when you're not properly balanced, you're not taking the injections at the right time, mm -hmm. you still feel like you're going to cry at Titanic. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Some of yeah. us may have. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah so, so finding that balance is yeah. uh, and being able to like leverage those relationships yep. to implement as well as a complement yep. is so important. Yeah. yeah, and when you talk about the older generation of veterans and kind of breaking through those walls and getting them to be convinced of everything, I think a lot of it actually stems to our generation because mm -hmm. um, a lot of them, those are our fathers and grandfathers, yeah. you know, and they've seen what we've yeah. gone through and it breaks their heart. And then you go through these treatments and they see, oh shit, it's, it's helping. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's working. Mm -hmm. That brings yeah. them in. So it's one of those things where it's the uh, adage of you just got to do the work. You've actually got to yep. put in the time and the effort to show that generation that it is possible. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, our generation being open-minded to trying these things that are different um, opens the door for them on mm -hmm. that. I so agree. a lot of it's been yeah. that way. Hmm. Yeah, wow, that is, uh, that's interesting. And, and 
by the way, too, when I say older, I don't mean just veterans as well. Yeah. A lot of nonprofits out there, like mm-hmm. you said, 43,000 oh, yeah. yep. are ran by corporate America, you know, and they, they have no concept of being, you know, in service themselves, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you see someone like, uh, you know, some blown, I don't want to say names at all, yeah. but blown up muscle head on TV, we see an abuse of this as well. Yeah. So, like, finding that balance between doing what's right and utilizing these uh, influencers as well. Yeah. It's got to be a fine balance between that. Yeah, and one of the things, like I said, it comes back to education, mm-hmm. to let everybody understand therapeutic ranges and doses. Yes. Therapeutic, you know, is the key word in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, you know, putting people on cycles mm-hmm. that are, are getting them ready for, you know, competition or shows or whatever else they're doing mm-hmm. athletically. Yeah. We're we're addressing medical concerns and making sure that we're getting people again back to homeostasis. And these are low doses that you could stay on year round. Yes, you can Mm -hmm. uh, for a very, very long time. Uh, And we approach it in a way where, you know, less is more. You know, mm-hmm. we also have peptides we use, not just hormones, which are chains of aminos. Uh, they're signalers to the body that, you know, have the body, you know, respond with anything from regrowing brain cells, tissue, to tanning the skin, you, mm-hmm. you name it. Um, you know, growth hormone releasing peptides, you, you, there's there's thousands of them. Yeah. And they're not used in a manner where it's really, you know, kind of caught on yet. Okay. And I think... The fact that we have the research and that we have, you know, some of the experts in that area and we're able to take the medications that we know are good and trusted and put that up against mm-hmm. the symptoms and we're seeing really good, you know, changes in our patients. Mm. That feedback and that data, you know, we're taking that, we're analyzing it and you know, recycling it and then using it again in education to say, mm-hmm. you know, we've proven that these are working in this manner in this mm-hmm. way, oh. keeping it documented. And that's one of the things that we just did and I'm very excited about it is we're actually bringing on an AI, you know, chief AI officer, you know, somebody who worked for, you know, NSA and some other places. Okay. Very smart individual. I won't say his name. And, um, you know, we brought him on specifically for data, you know, uh, and like I said, some of the cool things we're looking to do is, you know, partner with some military units, Mm -hmm. highly specialized and getting some of their data, you know, long-term and cross-referencing that against what we have. And then looking if we were to look AI into that, you know, how could we Mm -hmm. develop protocols for these things? Because the idea of this is, you know, get it before anyone's injured, right? So Mm -hmm. we're doing it already too late. Let's back it up forward to the point when somebody actually is a private and joins get their baseline homeostasis is, okay, now what peptides or things can we use into an everyday regimen that's going to prevent injury or prevent mm. or help uh, from getting a mental issue and then take them off the battlefield, right? Yeah. So now that investment in time that the government's put into the resources, they're going to be able to utilize for a much longer time period. And the person coming out afterwards of their service isn't going to be messed up. Yeah, mm. of course. Yeah. Which, At least hopefully not as bad. Which takes us to our, you know, back to the comment of like 99% of most nonprofits are kind of reactionary, right? Yeah. Well, again, Transcend's no different, but we also want to take that step to be that 1% that's proactive. Mm. Yeah. We want to eventually collect this data that we're doing right now, hand it over to the DOD and be yeah. able to be like, hey, look, if you want more longevity within your service members for the life of it, and by the way, you're most likely going to probably cut down on the cost of VA expenses on the back end yeah, because yeah. you're keeping yeah. these guys healthy longer. Yeah. Like that, and then be able to deliver this data to them and kind of be like, yeah. what? You know, uh, it's yeah. more than just a VA too. You talk about the DOD <laughs> yeah. operational, you know, the, yeah. the expense, the budget, the medical side of that, yep. you know, long-term, the secondary effects of that significant impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and given the fact that our, our pool of candidates for service is, you know, greatly reducing due to some of these issues already, you know, ad- identifying this, you know, at that age where they would enter yeah. and being able to address that. And hopefully you can resurge some of those people that wouldn't have gone in and actually make them viable candidates. 
candidates yeah. and then keep them on. Preventative medicine. Yeah, yeah. preventative medicine mm-hmm. is, definitely is, yeah. is the way to go. And, and you see that those dollars add up in the back end. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I've been saying for years is that we should give our infantry, infantrymen some hormones. Because, yeah. uh, like, I mean, come on. Like, yeah. let's talk, you know, these Russian Spetsnaz people. Like, Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ, like, compared to our infantry nowadays, we're tough, just like, tough. my feelings yeah. today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah the Spetsnaz is not going to ask you about your feelings. No, no kidding. No, no one, yeah. no one will. So, uh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, please. Yes. So with introducing this to the DOD, what, what, what kind of uh, walls are you expecting or what kind of hurdles are you guys expecting? Is this less than you would think? Okay. Um, yeah, I figured you'd be sitting in front of Congress, to be honest. Trying to get this. Don't uh, don't put that too far past us. Okay. Um, you know we have a great network within the foundation, sure. and we've partnered and and found some really good contacts that we've been able to put in context with what we're doing and why, mm-hmm. and then given them the data. Now we're getting access to the kind of prove yourself stage. Sure. You know we're gonna you know open the door a little bit and kind of tell you what we're doing, and then maybe allow us to partner in on a few things and okay. kind of it's baby steps. Yeah. But those baby mm-hmm. steps have to be taken. Trust has to be earned. Mm-hmm. Uh, performance has to be proven. Mm-hmm. You know uh, the one thing that is good about the military in the process is they make sure that whatever they're buying, they're getting what they buy at least. You know, medical. Sure. Not, yeah. Not in all things. More, more yeah. than. Yeah. Yeah. Not F 35s, yeah. but that's yeah. a different story. Yeah. <laughs> not F 35s. Not, <laughs> <laughs> not Humvees. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, on the medical side, it's a little bit yeah, different. More, more, more like bang for your buck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo-hoo. Lowest cost, technically uh, acceptable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's quite a steal on these Vietnam era helmets. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> Only one hole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't get shot there. Yeah. Oh, man. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I was, I was curious. Uh, um, as we've seen, you know, we haven't focused too much on the hormone, hormonal side of things, yeah. but we do cover the alternative modalities for, for mental health, and we're starting to see the DOD open up testing, yeah. uh, specifically within the psychedelics. Now they're doing testing with uh, MDMA, and they're talking about synthetic psilocybin being offered to active duty service members to assist with PTSD and TBI yeah. because yeah. there's viable results behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we've tied our hands so much over the last, you know, 20, 40, 50 years with the war on drugs and yeah. and everything and, and negative perceptions, I think it really does come down to, like you said, education, right? Yeah. Telling them the truth and like, put your feelings aside. What what you were taught about this 30 years ago was incorrect. Like, look at the data, look at the hard numbers. Yeah, and it's a unfortunate mm-hmm. stigma that you've had the wrong people using these medications for a very long time mm-hmm. and that's what's been the forefront in everyone's yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. So not only having the opportunity to educate them, but then to show them what it really looks like when it's done correctly, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it, it takes time, yeah. you know, and that's what we're in the middle of right now. That's the biggest challenge is sure. the race against the need for these um, mm-hmm. treatments, you know, in multiple different areas and the time it's going to take to get them to them. Yeah. You know, that's what we're trying to cut down as much as we possibly can, which is what Brendan does a great job on. You know, he uh, he's on a plane, you know, a couple times a month going to meet with not just other foundations, but, you know, people that we're branching out to in corporate America, people we're bringing out to that are influential on the Capitol Hill. And, Mm. you know, we're having these conversations daily, weekly, monthly, you know, and making plans and and getting in where we can to provide data and get data back. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think we're in the midst right now of a couple um, projects, I would say, where, you know, we should have some data to actually share. So. I'm looking forward to that soon. That's exciting. Yeah. I think the data is so important, and I think it needs to be noted as well as that across any modality, there's going to be some abusers out there. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, and, you know, you see that very, very clearly, and I think that that's where the stigma comes for TRT. Yeah. 
And same with the psychedelic medicine world is, you know, too much is not good for you. Exactly. Anything. Now, if the clinic is doing it right, then they, they would be looking at for controlled medication or anything that's prescription. Mm-hmm. You know, there's uh, state and federal stipulations that you have to check to make sure that the medications are being properly dosed and, and dispensed. Yeah. So somebody comes to us from another clinic who wants to get testosterone, we can see that they've already had testosterone recently from another clinic. We're not going to prescribe to you. We're not going to give you over the FDA allowed amount. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, we control that within our own confines so we don't support the negative connotation behind it. We're eliminating that factor right up front. Sure. And that's how it's supposed to be. And that has changed in the last decade. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> communication between medical practitioners across yeah. the board. Nowadays, you can't, you can't even go to the VA without that being identified yep. that you're going to an external TRT clinic. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. I mean, it stemmed Agreed. from opioid You crisis, could kill yourself. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 you're, you're 100% yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Pain yeah. management yeah. clinics prescribing 100 pills to you know one person six times a day. Like, well, well yeah. and I used yeah. to do that myself. And I, you know, going around the system is like, you know, you could utilize, you could leverage Tricare, mm-hmm. and then you could use uh, leverage the VA healthcare mm-hmm. system. Yeah. And now everybody communicates, which yep. is important because you could have people that kill themselves mm-hmm. yeah and the other side of that too is the blood work right so mm-hmm. you can tell us anything you want but we're gonna get the blood work back and see it yeah. you know mm-hmm. and if your test is like you know, uh, over 2000 okay yeah how you, what are you really doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> something's wrong here we can't prescribe you anything you know you yeah. have to you have to tell us what's going on and then get you back down to a therapeutic level and that was the mm-hmm. other thing too we had to mm-hmm. break down the wall on People have done all sorts of things in their life. So if they've used, you know, steroids or they've used performance-enhancing drugs either in the past or they were currently using them, mm-hmm. and they're trying to transition from that point of where they were doing it, you know, below the books and off board, and now they want to do it the other way around, we're not declining those patients. We just need them to be honest. Sure. So that way mm-hmm. we can get the blood work, see what's going on, know what's going on, properly diagnose, and then get them on the right protocols, and again, get them back to homeostasis to the point where their body is, you know, where they should be. Mm. And then we can look at optimizing or, or doing things within safe parameters. But, you know, again, education to say you don't have to do the things that way. The pro science you heard before, that's not the way it really needs to be. Mm. This is what it looks like. And then, again, through proven results and time, you know, and education, it, it starts to come together. It's, I think it's important to note, too, that um, Transcend Company, I mean, when they pretty much stood up, you you guys really kind of dominated a, you know, almost like 1% of the market, you know, with the top athletes, you know, bodybuilders around the world, CrossFitters, you know, even into WWE, NFL, right? And just kind of like these top, you know, 1%ers of, you know, athletes, right? And um, and the irony in all that is that no doubt that, you know, just that company and just maximizing that 1% category has done really well for, you know, Transcend Company. It's it's important to note here that, like, you know, this stuff's for everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. your neighbor across the street, like, you know, anyone can, like, get, you know, proper blood work done and get, like, finely tuned on, like, hey, where they're at, where they need to get to to optimize their body and to, to get where they're at. And um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see, like, what kind of holds the future for us and the company. Yeah. I'm curious uh, to some of the, like, just to, to, to bring it to a little bit of a lighthearted uh, question would be, what are some of the outrageous outreaches that you've seen? Like, I know they're, you know, just in the nonprofit world, we see some some quite just entitled requests and just various things. I, I once had an amputee that um, reached out and said, I, I would like for you guys to build me a pool because I don't regulate properly my temperature. And I <laughs> yes. said, oh, really? 
well, I happen to be an amputee as well. <laughs> and, love, and I don't have a pool in my backyard. <laughs> we regulate just fine. So yeah. I'm sure that you get kind of uh, weird questions or re- weird charts or something. What's some off-the-wall situations you've found yourselves in? Oh, my God. Um, in the company on the profit side, uh, we kind of jokingly have this in the DMs. Mm-hmm. This company has social media as well. <laughs> and oh, then yeah. you know, a lot of our coaches have it too. And they just get asked some wild shit all I the bet. time. Sometimes a bit more of an overshare. Sometimes pictures are sent. Oh no! Uh, like no, we we oh. we believe you. You don't have to. You don't have to do that or send that or yeah. You know. <laughs> That's funny. It just it, yeah. you know it. It's a. Uh, not safe for work kind of stuff. You sure. Know, you see yeah. all the time, you know. And, There's yeah, not a doctor behind these DMs. Like, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, slow, slow your roll there. Yeah. yeah. That, that's another one, too. Is, What's uh, this rush? Yeah. Exactly. So um, I was just going to say, is like uh, most of the time, people are just, they find out you have the title and they're just willing to just spill the beans right oh, yeah. away. Hey, take a look at this. Real, real yeah, quick. While you're here. Hey, brother, I'm at the gym. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and it's funny. Ironically, you know, I actually stopped going to the, the gym we met at. I'm like, oh, I just I can't. I, I love everybody there. You know, you know, a lot of personal relationships, but it did. It got to the point where it was like, mm. I've been here for almost four hours, and I've done 20 minute workout because oh, yeah. everybody's just talking. Yeah, so, and I'm not the type of person to be like, you know, just gonna walk away or blow them off or pretend I can't hear them. Sure. I, you know, I, I don't do that. So I will. I'll take the time and, you know, go through everything. And, you know, like, at the point, I'm like, well, I'm not putting an office here, so I better, you know, keep yeah. this in the office and then find a private place to work out and yeah. all that stuff. But yeah. Bring know. business cards. Yeah. Sorry, dude, it's my workout time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah. something to offer, though, and, you know, people are interested. So I, I understand why, why that would happen. But yeah. also at the same time, like, you need some you time, right? H- yeah. How many yeah. times do you get the hook me up, bro? Yeah. Oh, daily. Yeah, and by anybody and everybody you can think of, you know, I've, yeah. I've gotten some phone calls. I'm like, what's this number? And the person on the other end is, you know, somebody famous. I won't say any names. And it's like, oh, um, yeah, no, we can we can help you out. And they're like, okay, this is what we want. It's a launch list of things. I'm like, whoa, it's, whoa. That's not yeah. how it works, man. Yeah. Entitlement. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We, you, Across the board. You have to go through the blood work. And, yeah. You know. well, I'm just looking for this stuff. This is exactly what I want. Like, yeah. Well, Sorry, yeah, we're not Amazon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, something, something I've noticed with, over over the last hour or so when, when talking to you, Ernie, um, and same for you, Brendan, is you have a you have a, like a morality filter with everything that you've spoken about today, whether it's the foundation or the business or your approach to it. It seems like you run everything through, I guess, a morality filter. Like, I do. Is this what's right to do for myself and for others? And that's that's kind of what I've seen like in a trend in the way that you're talking about things. And I just wanted to. You know, highlight that and say, you know, it, it's it's admirable. It's a very admirable thing Thank to you. do. It seems like you guys are looking to do the right thing, no matter what it ends up costing or or how much extra work it might be. Why are you spilling yeah. our secrets all over no, this you podcast? Know, Come on now. We're, that's 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 <laughs> that's the secret to business that yeah. uh, no one will tell you yeah. is there's enough pie for everybody. There you know? is there's enough pie for everybody. That's Just it. do the right thing. Yeah, like re- really, that's what all it comes down to. Yeah. You guys could have very aggressive business tactics and you guys could be shitting on other companies but you don't no, do that and never. guess what you have one of the largest companies in this category yeah, in existence right now there's uh, there's a few competitors out there that <laughs> are you know fairly large as well sure, but yeah. i can tell you this much you know we have decent contacts with them and instead of being at a point where you know there's a social media wars or these other yeah. things 
there's different approaches to everything and not everybody's a fit for, you know, each company's and the, the market is large enough. It's, it's also one of those situations where you're learning about these medications and therapies and it's almost better for everyone to know and understand that, Hey, Hey, we've tried this and it works, you know, mm -hmm. we've done this and it works. Um, so you can learn from each other just as well and still compete. It just, you know, it's better that there's, way. There's, I think that that's the premise of what's, what it's evolved business is evolving to now it's yeah. like collaborative competition yeah which you know i'm sure you see on the foundation side as well as hey like we understand that your you know your mission statement is mental health you know and we're trt let's put the two together yeah and see where we could come out and it's mutually beneficial yes very and uh, that's one of the things that I noticed when I first, you know, as the foundation was starting to stand up and I was like reaching out to tons of nonprofits and I was calling Green Bray Foundation, Navy SEAL Foundation, mm -hmm. you know, Pararescue Foundation and started talking to their executive directors or programs managers. And I'm just telling them about, hey, kind of what we're doing and everything on the back end. And um, they were like, wow, we're not you know, we don't really offer that type of modality right now. And, um, they're like, but that sounds cool. Like we would love to kind of like work with you guys. And so with this, I mean, the, the, the whole concept of that mesh network build out, you know, it was like really cool to be like, you know what, you guys are doing some really cool stuff on HBOT and some EMDR and this, yeah. that, and the other and talk therapy. And it's like, man, we're over here, like balancing a lot of people's, you know, hormones out and getting them back to baseline yeah. and feeling good. So it's like, yeah, let's work together in a collaborative effort and, uh, you know, to try and heal these veterans and first responders as wholeheartedly as we can. And mm. um, so, yeah, it's been pretty unique on that front. And then plus the, the relationships that you start to kind of build out with yeah. them. And, and yeah. it's pretty cool on that front. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that's that's amazing. It's it's amazing to see what you guys have put together. And and we, we nail it all the time, too, is continued service. Yeah. And mm. I think you've taken the fundamentals from the military, applied it to your, your business. And... It just feels good at the end of the day, right? Yeah, I can lay my head down at night knowing that we're doing the right thing yeah. all around. And, you know, not to say that, you know, companies don't make mistakes and you don't have a bad apple here or there, sure. you know, but like I go back to the culture of the company, how we do things, and it's actually the point where I am very um, fortunate that our staff, you know, you know, of any age or any background, you know, they'll come to, to us and they feel comfortable with leadership and say, this person's not pulling their weight. They're not doing what they're supposed mm -hmm. to. They're not acting in mm -hmm. line with the culture, you know, and they're mm -hmm. not doing that to, you know, spotlight ranger themselves. They're doing that because they genuinely see that this isn't a fit and they want to either help that person, you know, level up and, and get in with the culture or mm -hmm. they want to make sure that that's not toxic and, you know, he destroys it. Yeah. They protect it as much as I do, um, mm -hmm. which good. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard to find. It's hard to build. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got to build it. You can't find it. Yeah. Uh, incredible. Hmm. Incredible. Well, thank you guys very much for your time today. It's been uh, very enjoyable learning about you, Ernie, uh, what, what you've, you guys have done with Transcend, the Transcend Foundation. I mean, this. I think you guys are going to go a long way, and I'm really excited to see what happens for not only the company in the future, but the people that you're able to, to serve continually. I think you have a big undertaking, but yes. uh, it seems like you guys are well on your way. Uh, which is equally... I love to see is just badasses <laughs> with huge hearts. Yeah, uh, I think that that is another stigma that's out there. Right, is that you know the eleven X-rays, the the <laughs> special forces, the special operations guys, um, you know, are just these these tough dudes with no feelings, and they want to kill everything that moves. But at the end of the day, it's just give 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 yourself the opportunity to help. 
Yeah. And you, that's, that's why you got into it, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, ironically saying though, it is hilarious that every time I pop on a zoom with somebody, you know, like a new vendor, or, you know, somebody on the business side or another CEO, I am the last thing they expect to see <laughs> when that screen pops up. Like, Oh, you're the IT guy. Nope. I'm, I'm the guy. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm well, just, just <laughs> and then wait till they see your freaking boots, man. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I love oh, it. Yeah. I love it. I love what you guys have built and it's, it's great seeing like-minded individuals who have just gone above and beyond the mm-hmm. ability to um, serve their country now serve their community. So thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Um, last minute comments you have for the guests. Where can we find you all? Uh, you can find us at um, uh, Transcend HRT on Instagram, or you can find us at uh, www.transcendcompany.com. Fantastic. Hell yeah. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, thank appreciate you. It. Appreciate course, it. Of course. Of course. This has been the Medevac Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, with Ernie Calling and Brendan Quisenberry. Again, if you haven't seen Brendan's other episode, go check that out. And interact with this video somehow. Like, share, do those things. Reach out. Yeah. If you guys have any questions about TRT, these are the guys to ask, and we will bridge the gap where needed. So please leave a comment, any questions, concerns. Yeah, what he said. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Till next time. 